Warning, this show has been known to cause certain side effects in listeners and participants alike. Symptoms include a positive outlook on life, wanting to try new things, and a renewed faith in humanity. Enjoy at your own risk. Hey there, and welcome to the I Like to Like Things podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Thanks for joining me. I don't think I have to tell you that the world can be a dark and scary place for us all. I'm here to help you get through the miasma of that negativity one episode at a time. And to accomplish this, I have a guest tell me about their favorite thing, and we get to share in their enthusiasm. Now the catch is, I'm not already a fan of their thing. However, I've learned that it's easy to like something as long as I had an excited person explaining why their thing was great. And so this podcast and all its potential positive feelings is born from that. All right. And for today's episode, we have Nick Aragon from the F This Place podcast. Uh, Spell out the full F part. (laughs) Uh, Nick, how's it going? It's going great, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty darn good. Uh, I will include a link in the show notes with the actual uh, title of your podcast. But, you know, we try and keep it safe for work. But (laughs) uh, we we actually met, I mean, well, met, we met in the cyberspace, but uh, you're friends with Morgan, who, of course, is our, our two-time guest. And uh, But go ahead and tell anyone about your show. Yeah, tell everyone about your show. Yeah, I, um, I, so I am the co-host of a podcast called F This Place, uh, where we talk to artists from all walks of life, stand-up comics, uh, painters, actors, writers, uh, directors, any, musicians, anything. We talk to them about the worst day jobs they've ever had while pursuing their dreams. <laughs> And uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. It's um, like I, it's it's one of those shows that you should always listen to it because every even as the host, every single time I, I hear a new story that I'm like, oh wow, that's awful. But but it's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's what it's wild, and it only comes from those kinds of stories. Only come from people that are just continually telling themselves like, I'm only doing this for a little while because I'm gonna make it. <laughs> so. Um, so that's, so we, we get, uh, we get, we get all kinds of guests in there and it's, it's a blast. It comes out every Tuesday. So I would suggest checking it out. Yeah. It's what a universal, like, um, universal, like thing that everybody has is that they have that one garbage job that they did for, um, either like a month that they, and they just had to do it just for a little bit or that one that they stayed for way too long because it was the only thing they can get but everybody has that that garbage job that they, they yeah they could still be in that garbage job who knows I mean when when I I was well I was gonna say you'd be surprised how many of your heroes worked at Buffalo Wild Wings you know like <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah I was uh man I I always think back because like i did some some crazy stuff i worked for starbucks for years wow oh god bless you yeah yeah i worked at starbucks and like just the weird things that guests uh the the, uh, patrons come in and ask you for or do or do to the bathrooms was just was just horrendous but i always say my worst the worst job i've ever had hands down was for a month i worked for a magazine a local magazine here as a copywriter and it was yeah all i could do was a month they were the the ho- the the owners of it were just absolute psychopaths and yeah and but i needed a gig i needed something to do and yeah that, that, that was what i did for a month i wrote ad copy for a month and it was horrible 
We had a guest, uh, she's a writer and a comic, Amy Silverberg, and she told this great story about working for a magazine as well, where she started as just kind of like, just writing like independent articles for them here and there, and they started asking her like, oh, well, would you like to write, uh, you know, this column, or would you write, like to write something as well, we enjoy your work, kind of a thing, and as the story goes on, she finds out that she's the only writer for the magazine, and that she's writing oh, every gosh. article. For the magazine, she said she found out because she went into their office one day for something, and there was no one there. <laughs> it was just her writing oh, the entire magazine. That is so funny. Yeah, the magazine. Thinking back on it, that does that makes a lot of sense because it was just me and one other person that was doing all the writing. That was it. And then it was weird because they were like, "Well, we're not since you're a staff writer, not an independent writer. We're just gonna." Eh, everything is going to be included by you at the beginning so i got like no bylines at the beginning like it was just like it just would say staff and so but you know oh my name was at the beginning and so like i got no anyway it was ridiculous i was young I, it was ridiculous and i was young uh <laughs> that's terrible Ab yeah absolutely uh, that's, that's how it goes man <laughs> but uh nick is actually here for our halloween episode listeners so so Nick, my new friend, what is your thing? My thing. Is Scream. It, it, this is one of those cultural touchstones that I completely have a blind spot to. And most people will know like anything horror related uh, for me is usually like, it, I have a blind spot to it. But this was, I mean, this is a cultural juggernaut and I, for some reason, have missed it. So, like, did you see it when it first came out, or were you a person that saw it later? I saw it uh, not well. I was in the, I believe, the fifth grade when it came out. It came out in 1996, and then I saw it when it came out on VHS tape. Like, as soon as I okay. could see it, I did. <laughs> right. Yeah, so you're we're about the same age, and so it is funny because as, as a kid born in the 80s, you understand, like, gosh, we watched some heinous things as kids, and and so that's so funny. Yeah. So, what? How old were you when you did finally get to watch it? I was probably. I think it was probably uh, the next year. I think it was. I was probably in, in the <laughs> sixth grade, like as soon as I could watch it. I think. But uh, to your point, to growing up with like '80s horror or just even just '80s TV shows and stuff like. Looking back at Alf, that guy was a monster. You know, just like everything, like, <laughs> just looking back at things, it, I think what appealed to me about Scream as a child was that it was the first horror movie that I found palatable. Like, one, I was like, this is, this is scaring me a little bit, but I can take it. It wasn't in the way of, like, your, your, uh, your Nightmares on Elm Street, or, um, I watched, uh, I remember being a kid and watching the movie Event Horizon and just not being able to sleep. I remember watching. Uh, oh, yeah. I remember watching, like even surprisingly, being terrified of the movie The Birds, the Hitchcock movie, and it's and scary. yeah, and just I remember not wanting to go into the bathroom because I thought that our bathroom would be completely destroyed and there'd just be a bunch of random birds all like along the uh, the, <laughs> well, uh, the towel rack or whatever. But Scream was a movie that um, because I was a kid that also just enjoyed the '90s, so it was a uh, um, right like like 90s culture 90s music all of that and so it was a movie that one i could take i could take the punches it was throwing and two it just kind of also held a bit of um 
what I would later look back at as like a bit of nostalgia. But at the time, I was just like, this is just cool. These characters are cool. I like the way they talk, you know, just things like that. I, I one of the very first episodes of this entire show explains my 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 fairly big aversion to horror up until recently was when I was two years old I watched the entirety of Nightmare on Elm Street with my dad. He had fallen asleep. He he had fallen asleep. My mom used to work nights. She was she was a uh, she was a server at Bob's Big Boy, and so she would work nights. And uh, and so you know when my dad worked days, and so we just like they just traded off. And and anyway, my dad fell asleep. I watched the entirety of it when I was a little kid. Horrific, and so it's like it scarred me for a long time. And so I actually for the show watched A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, to, to finally, like, I guess, on some level, take away its power. I know it sounds so lame, but, like, it, you, you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch horror movies basically my entire life. Like, I mean, sometimes you could say something was horror. Like, obviously, like, I saw Sixth Sense. I know it's horror, but, you know, it's not. It is and it isn't at the same time. Like, I, I, I know you get what I'm saying. So I didn't watch any, any slasher movies. I never watched anything. And so when this came out, Obviously, I was still in that zone of I hate horror movies and have since changed my ways. Like, obviously, there's bad horror movies, just like there's bad comedies, bad dramas, bad action, bad everything. Um, but the only thing I know about Scream is is that it's it's similar in the way like Galaxy Quest is a really good movie. Galaxy Quest is lampooning Star Wars and Star Trek, but in the same vein, it creates a really good sci-fi movie. Um, it, and it's, or like Shaun of the Dead, it's lampooning zombie movies, but in this, in that same way, it creates a really good zombie movie. So I know that Scream isn't of itself kind of like poking fun or doing more meta about slasher films, but then in itself makes a really good slasher film. That's all I know about it. Am I, am I right? You're hundred percent right. Uh, yeah. I think that's, that's I think awesome. it's exactly, I think that's exactly what it set out to do. Um, just, just to, uh, run it back real quick to your point, just cause it, it really struck a chord with me. Um, I remember at a very young age watching with my dad, uh, the Hellraiser franchise. And oh, my, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's terrifying. It's absolutely that's terrifying. That's so scary. <laughs> but, um, but my dad also fell asleep. I think it's like the power of dads can fall asleep during horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's just cause that's nothing. So terrible harder than whatever their day job is or whatever so they just can sleep through it but, right. so that really struck a chord in me i was like oh i was that same kid but with hellraiser but um oh, but yes uh to, yes, to, yeah. to, your, to your point about scream yeah i think it was a movie that and again it's um it's wes craven directing and it's kevin williamson writing it and kevin williamson is like known for writing like dawson's creek and uh so it's like this it's this combination of like a uh you know, a titan of horror in Wes Craven of, you know, of course, uh -huh. the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street series and and this other and a writer who's really good at capturing kind of affluent, quippy 90s kids talking. Right. And so and so what they put together is a movie that challenges every smarmy horror nerds ideas about how it could work. I think what I love about the movie is it's a movie that agrees with you about all of your criticisms about how stupid characters in horror movies are and how all these plot holes and these things that just don't make any sense and it grants you all of that knowledge going into that movie and then it tells you that none of that will save you and um oh it's genius yeah it's uh, it's just absolutely genius yeah and it's what what's good is it's like okay we will we will make 
our victims and our protagonists, we will make them all smarter and more capable. We will give, grant them this, but fair is fair. So now the killers get to be smarter and better. Everyone's better. So it's like you oh. watch, you watch, uh, the characters in this movie really do their best to, and know better than the, than the, you know, the movies that have come before them and still not prevail. You know, so it's, it's, um, it's fun. It's really fun. It's watching, you know, it's like if you watch two, um, two really bad chess players play and then you watch two really good chess players play, the action goes about the same pace because they're both trying to figure each other out, but we all appreciate it more when it's the two really good players because we know there's a lot more going into each movement. So, well, the, they know, yeah, they know what's, they could, they know what's, oh, gosh, that is such a fantastic way to describe it. Too good. Yeah, uh, uh, me and my brother always used to say for a long time, it's like the only difference between a horror movie and an action movie is choices. In an action movie, the action star makes the good choices and he lucks out. You know, like, um, like, the, like they, yeah, like the only difference, yeah, it's it's like it's or like we said, like choice and skill. Like you drop, you drop Arnold Schwarzenegger from Predator in the middle of like scream he's going to take everybody out because he's bigger stronger faster everything like that but you drop a kid from scream in predator and then, then it's only a horror movie it's it's a it's a horror movie because like he can't do any of the things that arnold can do so it's skill and choice is what changes a horror movie into a in, in an action movie yeah that's brilliant so. that's a great way of putting it yeah but then this subverts that 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 subverts my whole idea then because these these kids in this movie actually do know what they're doing, and they still lose. I think that's actually brilliant. That's be yeah. Now, is it actually scary? Is it, is it a scary movie, or is it more like, or is it more funny, or is it both? Is it I yeah? I would say um, the opening scene is about fifteen minutes long. And I would say that as almost sells itself as a short film and it's a hundred percent horror. It's just, it's as, it's as great an opening to a horror film as I think there's ever been. And that that's goes right up there. Like, I don't want to not trying to put on too high of a pedestal, but it's like, I personally think it's as good as the opening scenes from psycho or the opening scenes from jaws, which are also just two other scenes, movies wow. with absolutely incredible yeah. opening scenes. This, um, what scream does, uh, that's really, really, um, I think quietly one of the most impressive things about the movie is its use of time and space and distance and, and their way of subtly telling you, no, letting you know that time has passed without telling you. In the opening scene, our main character, played by Drew Barrymore, starts cooking popcorn. And in the, the, in the time it takes, and you can time it from yourself, from the second she puts it on to the second it's like obviously far past being able to eat, um, is about three and a half, four minutes. And you can set your watch to that's exactly how long, when she leaves this room with the popcorn and she starts being harassed over the phone and then it starts getting worse and worse and worse. By the time she comes back, it's like, yeah, that's about how long it takes for popcorn to burn. And it's like, and it's the movie's continually letting you know, okay, this much time is what's going to pass. There's, there's a, there's a bit towards the end of the movie where they keep implying, they keep telling you, the audience, the characters keep telling each other, well, it would take you about 30 seconds to walk from here to here. And they let you that know that so that later on, when a character realizes that about 30 seconds have passed since he checked in with something, 
that he's now probably right next to the killer. And they don't like tell you, but it's just stuff like that where it's like, it's a movie that, so, so in, but between these moments, anyways, I'm just saying that to let you know that that's how the opening scene goes. It's very much a horror. Then you get these kind of like, I don't want to call it coming of age because these kids are all pretty messed up, but it's like, you get these kind of quippy, like I said, Dawson's, what if Dawson's Creek kids were all really mean? And they were all kind of cruel and they still have that <laughs> sense of like being better than each other. But so it's like it is funny, but it's not meant to be. You're supposed to really um, take in that these kids are jerks. And I think it's a little bit of a time capsule about criticisms towards the youth of that time. You know, like the, the movie Kids, which was not a horror movie, but was a pretty I remember another movie that really startled me to watch. Came out the year before about like how heartless children could be. And um, and I think Scream, while not as like maybe visceral in a direct way, um, also implies that, like, high school kids can be cruel, you know? And I think nowadays we face uh, the big criticism towards youth is that they're often too soft, you know, they care too much or, or whatever. So it's funny to look back at just what wasn't that long ago at a time when major movies were about how mean the youth was and how callous and how much they didn't care about each other. So it's like a movie that's kind of like... Uh, hitting you on multiple la layers like you laugh jamie kennedy's in it like every character has some funny line at some point but just in the way that kids make each other laugh it's never like outright a comedy uh i would lean more towards horror but there's also there's like the whodunit factor these guys are all trying to figure out who and if one of them is the killer so it's a oh, ton of it's a ton of fun so it, oh so it's that's so interesting see i didn't know it was like a whodunit as well that's very interesting i like that because like i know most of the time with slasher movies it's just um you know it's something supernatural it's going to be something something to that effect you know where um like you know you know it in halloween spoiler for you know a 40 year old movie Halloween, it's Michael Myers. Like, everybody knows who it is. There is no mystery. It's just, how is he going to kill everybody? So that's very... I like that. Um, I really like what you said about it being almost like a time capsule for, for that 90s scene. Uh, when I had Dan Hill on to, to finally talk about the Fast and Furious franchise, which my wife and I never watched just because we always thought it was... incorrectly thought it was too dumb for us. We now love it and are huge fans. Uh -huh. um, oh, great! But the way he sold the way he sold me on the first one was he says, "Oh, it is a time capsule to early two thousands. The way everyone dresses, the way everyone talks, and also, you know, it's California. So for us California guys, like you know, you 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 you've seen these areas, you know, like you've been there." And he says, "It's just like he says, yes, the other ones get better. They're." They're they're better action. They're you know like they're over more over the top. But just that first one, he said, is just this love letter to early two thousands. You know, and anyway, it's just. Uh... I think that's probably exactly right. I only watched the first two Fast and the Furious movies just because, um, I, I enjoyed both of them, and but it just got away from me. Just one of those things that got away from me. And then when I turned back around, and there's like thirty six more of them. And I was just like, well, <laughs> this feels like I haven't been doing my project all semester and I have till tomorrow to do it. So I'm probably just going to fail the class. I, <laughs> I, I mean, it, we, we have like sang its praises for a long time. Like there are definitely sets in that movies in that franchise that are better than others. Um, and there are definitely ones that you can skip, but um, <laughs> like you, like I, yeah, anyway, I don't. This isn't the Fast and Furious episode. We have an entire response edition on how to watch, uh, how to watch the Fast and Furious franchise. So, um, 
Now, I know, um, like, is this something that you can, like, watch on a loop? You know, it's like, like, for me, I can always have an Indiana Jones movie on. Um, and, like, I don't even, I don't need to watch it. But, like, can you kind of, like, is this one of those movies that, like, oh, you can just put it on anytime and just have a good time watching it? Is, it, is this one of yours? I, I personally can. Like, it's, it's one of my favorite um, just movies, period. It's probably my favorite uh, spooky movie. But, uh, so I personally can. I think that... I mean, it's a little harder when uh, at times you get, not a bunch, but at times you get some pretty intense gore. So I don't know that like that's something you kind of always want in your periphery. But <laughs> No, um, of course, I get it, yeah. But, uh, but like as far as just a fun movie, I, I absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing overly offensive about it. It's just one of those movies that when it, uh, when it goes for the kill, uh, pun intended, it it really goes for it. but but when it's when it's taking its foot off the gas yeah it's just a movie it's just it's just kind of a fun quippy movie on in the background um but so yeah so i i would say so personally yeah i think you, i i would have it on all the time if i could <laughs> no that's i totally get it do you um do you enjoy the sequels are i i don't know if those are any good obviously i've never seen the first one are you a fan of the sequels i am a fan of the second film the um, it's oh, it's the okay. thing where the the first one came out in theaters and was a huge hit, and they immediately were in pre-production for the second. It came out the second film came oh, out wow. about a year later, and I think that for a movie that was kind of thrown together in a year, it's pretty good. It's like a fun, it's a, a it it's fine. Like you go, oh that was that was okay. It wasn't because <laughs> the first one, but that was fine. The third film was just like a, a disaster, and I don't think. Like, I don't think I'm talking out of turn by saying that. Like, it's it's pretty bad. Um, I believe they were writing the script while they were filming the movie. Like, rewrites were going on, and actors were Ooh. getting copies of scenes and they had never seen before, and they had to kind of just do it right then. So it, it was a pretty bad movie. Um, and then the fourth one was what I feel to be just damage control over the third. Like, they really tried to go back and... <laughs> They try to like really only reference things from the first two films and just really push us past that third act like that never happened. And the um, the trailer for the fifth film just came out and I loved the trailer. I thought it looks I think it looks really good, but it also kind of looks like, OK, I think we're going to get little touches on the fourth film, but probably nothing from the third, I think. So so the first one, like I said, I think it's a. Um, for what it wants to be, I think it's a quiet little masterpiece. The second one is a lot of fun. It's a it's a decent sequel. The third one is like, oh boy. And then the fourth one is like, hey, look at look who woke back up a little bit. So that's <laughs> how I feel about it. Yeah, I just saw on Twitter, like I, I've seen all these, cause like I, you ever get those things where like nothing's in your, it, it's not on your radar. And then like you, we'd set up this interview and like now I see Scream everywhere. Of course it's october when we're recording this so i mean it makes it makes sense it'd be like oh i don't think about santa claus oh it's december now i see him everywhere you know like it's it's like yeah. you never you're not thinking um, about baseball and the world series sneaks up on you and you feel like oh <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's so that's so true the uh so yeah and then so i'd i had seen that like wait this is a new screen coming out I wonder if Nick is excited for this. So that's that's good to know. I, I absolutely uh, am. I'm, I'm not a guy. I don't like... I'm not a guy. I don't care about spoilers, really, until I really do. And so there's only a few things that I'd be like, oh, I don't I don't want to... Um, 
uh, I, I don't want any information about this. But of course, like, and this would be one of those things. And so I um, very much watched the trailer as soon as I could. I sat for a few minutes and then I watched it again and now I will not watch it again. So it's like, so that's, that's, uh, I think it looks great. I'm super excited for it, but I know if I sit with any of it for too long, I'll start trying to figure it out and then I'll turn it into a thing that it's never gonna be, you know, like (laughs) by the time I get done with it, like I'll be the killer in the end. Like, Nick, why would you ever think you were in this movie? You were not in it. That's hilarious. That's so funny. The, uh, you're, you, you are echoing Elise. Like she, she could not care less about spoilers. Like she's just, she loves the ride. I, on the other hand, couldn't care more about spoilers. Like, please don't spoil anything for me. So I actually, there, there's some movies with me, like if I know that they're coming out and I like it, just, just knowing that they're coming out, I will not watch a trailer for it because I don't want trailers, especially nowadays are notorious for spoiling big, you know, huge. So for me, um, like I'm a, I'm a massive Dune fan. I know how Dune ends. I, I get it. Like, I'm not like, no one needs, I've read the book a million times. Like I get it, but I have not seen a trailer for Dune because I don't want to know what anything looks like. I don't want to know the aesthetic. I'm going to see it no matter what. And so for me, a trailer is just one big, long spoiler for something I know I'm already going to see. I'm already hyped up enough. I didn't watch trailers for any of the Star Wars films. I didn't watch trailers. I don't watch trailers for Marvel movies. I don't watch trailers for anything that I know that like I'm gonna see it, so I don't need a trailer. Now I understand trailers get people hyped. I do get it, and um, but I just I don't want to be one of those people that 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 like sees a trailer like like you were saying. Like I know people, especially with like Star Wars movies, like they want to like well who's this person? They want to know everything beforehand. It makes no sense to me. Then why even watch the movie? I, I don't. I've never understood it. I've never understood it. So, I, yeah. to, I totally agree. And for just my like my stance on the Marvel movies is I don't like I I love them. I enjoy them very much. I'm not. I'm a little marvelled out at this point in my life, but I still watch pretty much all of them. My thing with the mm-hmm. Marvel movies though is that I don't really watch the trailers because I just watch the end credit scene, and that does as much for me as I need to come back next. <laughs> time, you know. You go. It's just like, bingo, oh, bingo. Here's, I, a, here's a character I didn't know was still around. Yeah, I'm in for the next movie. That's all I need to know. <laughs> it's so true. I, there are still people that leave. I mean, Marvel's been around for, what, 13 years now? And there are still people that leave in the theater. And I, whenever I see people leave, it's like, amateurs. What are you, like, you know. You know. If you're all of a sudden, if you're just jumping on to Marvel now at Shang-Chi, like, you're... Then, 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 okay, fine. But I know that they're not. <laughs> they're, like, this is their first Marvel movie that they're seeing. Yeah, no one That's starts so at Ant Man two. You know? Right. Exactly. So, you know Actually, the game. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to digress. But I had a friend of mine, and he said, like, "Hey, what's your what's your favorite Marvel movie?" And so I'm like, "Oh, you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of of Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is really good." He's like, "Oh, okay, cool. I'll watch that one." I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. What? Wait a second. Like, what do you mean you'll watch that one? Like, oh, I've never seen any of them. I'll just start on that one. I'm like, no, what are you doing? And so anyway, uh, we went through the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline and all that kind of stuff. And so he he blew through it with him and his his sons. In like two weeks, he blew through the entire MCU. 
obviously this is like the height of pandemic, not going anywhere. Like I am super jealous. If I had the entirety of the MCU to watch at, at home, oh, that would have been amazing. Um, when so when you watch Scream like on the reg, do you like are there uh, characters that you really really like? Are are and say actor names because I don't know the, the I obviously don't know the character names. Um, but like, is there someone that like you're a big fan of this character? Um, as a kid, I really gravitated towards Jamie Kennedy's character because he is far and away the comic relief of the movie. Um, so I, I really like. You know, he's a character that I was like, uh, I, I rooted for. That I was like, uh, like he was the one I likened myself to the first when I would watch it as a kid. As I've gotten older, and and now I love them all. There's no character in the original movie that I think, uh, like for me, there's no fat on that movie. It's all every move, every character needs to be there. Every character serves a purpose. You know, whether that be uh, killer, victim, red herring. Um, someone pu pushing the plot along like someone who's like every you know there's um so there, there's uh I, I love them all now is what i'm saying I, I i like all of them i think that there's maybe one main character uh uh maybe i don't even want to know if i'm confident saying that but like uh mcgowan rose mcgowan's um her character i would say does not serve as large a mechanical purpose as the other main characters but it's mm -hmm. not it takes nothing away from how great she is as a character she's easily as entertaining as anyone else in the entire movie it's just everyone else when you go back and you rewatch it you go that's the role that this character's playing that's the that's the purpose that this character serves you know so whereas hers is she's just kind of one of the high school kids that's just there but she's great She's she's funny. She's strong. Like she's a great character. So I love them all. To answer your question, I I like that when you said there is no like there's no fat in this. I I love that because like we have a finite amount of time on this world, <laughs> and so like, and I and I think watching a good movie is time well spent. Like for sure. I I love a good movie, but especially as I've gotten older, I'm less. Um, I've had this conversation with other people, like I'm less critical of movies that I watch. Like if I actually am sitting down to watch, I'm way less critical than I was in my 20s, but I'm more picky about what I'll put on, if that makes any sense. I know, I think it um, so, Yeah, cause like uh, once I'm actually sitting down watching it, it's like, I'm gonna enjoy this. I'm not gonna rag on it. I'm not gonna pick it apart too much. I'm just gonna, especially if it's recommended to me, it's like, oh, you know what? This is now a story that I can have with somebody Basically, the entire purpose of, of I Like to Like Things is now I have a connection with somebody. So, like, that's enough for me to get through. But I won't just choose something that I have no vested interest in. <laughs> so, uh, but but I won't rip it apart like I used to. Like, I, I know that one of the more toxic fandoms, and we've talked about this on the show many times, is like Star Wars. The Star Wars fandom is, is incredibly toxic. Gets ripped to shreds anytime. Yeah, it gets ripped to shreds anytime a movie comes out. Yeah, I and, say uh, I say that no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Oh, absolutely. And so, but I have a friend of mine, Dave. He actually came on the show to do the extended universe. He's a he's arguably the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever met. Oh, wow. and we both just say the same thing. Like 
when we when we see a new Star Wars thing come out, we're just like, cool, it's got laser swords and space battles. Awesome, I'm super happy. I'm just super, and like we're just super happy that it's on. And he's come to the conclusion too, as he's gotten like as he's gotten older and older, he doesn't care as much anymore. He's just happy that he has Star Wars on. He doesn't care whether it's the best one ever or just mediocre or whatever. And I'm the same way. Um, are are you fans of other horror franchises, or is Scream like kind of it, or or what? Scream's the only one that I can really have this level of a conversation about. You know, I have friends, uh, a lot of my friends, um, uh, Mike Morgan's partner is another diehard horror guy, and he can talk, uh-huh. he, he could talk circles around me and probably about most other horror franchises. Um, but so I, I'm a fan of just kind of horror in general. I'll watch pretty much anything. There's not really that I'm like, no, I'm not really into that at all. But this is probably the only one. Ah. I guess I, I really enjoy the Halloween series. The, those That's the other one, which is, I don't know, maybe a little bit, uh, it implies my taste a little bit as like the, the original Carpenter's Halloween was kind of looked at as like, this is what slashers are. Uh, like, you know, and then Scream came out and was like, well, this is slashers reinvented. You know, it's like both these movies were movies that there wasn't really anything like that before then. And then everything was like that after. So that's probably why i um like both those movies so much i mean i enjoy like i said i enjoy uh friday the 13th the series i've enjoyed the texas chainsaw massacre series even though that very much turned into a comedy very quickly but i enjoyed the original film a lot it's probably my top five horrors ever um so i just i guess nah i mean i guess i guess i am yes i am yes and no is what i'm saying sorry that's a weird <laughs> long-winded answer yes I, I just i am but this is the only one that i'm this big a nerd about right i totally understand yeah like you could talk about you could you would say you were a fan of horror but you're not going to be able to dissect or like give advice on anything else i i totally understand yeah i didn't see the original halloween until gosh i was probably like 35 somewhere around there i did it i did it for my last show mgt we did a whole carpenter retrospective and and so we did we, we when we were watching the original Halloween scream came up often um when we were talking about it but just so I've only out of the Halloween I saw Halloween and then I saw 2018's Halloween and I enjoyed them both very much I I it's funny though because like like you said about Halloween the original is it basically invented the the slasher genre and so scream when and we we all thought it was amazing because it's like, oh, this is a trope. It's like, no, it invented this. It invented it. Like there, it was nothing before it. Yeah, and that theme song, man, that is a solid. Oh, dude, solid, solid theme. Song. Maybe, maybe yeah, the best one ever. People, people like will try to like, like still say like the Exorcist theme is, is, is that's the best one ever, and that one is really good. But that's, I mean, again, I don't want to be talking out of turn, but I would be willing to say it's like, no, the Halloween theme is the one you think of when you think of like, oh, what's a scary song from like a scary movie? It's like, oh, Halloween, not even close. You know, like that's, oh, that, man. that's the one. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to send you, I'm going to have to send you my, my friend, his name is also Nick. He has this playlist that he puts together called spooky Halloween playlists. And it's just all these. And right off the bat, I'll have to send it to you. And it, right off the bat, it's got Halloween is number one, and then like then he does like fun ones, and but then it's got like the the uh, Fresh Prince, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street rap. It's it's so good. It's just a solid solid playlist. Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, th does Scream have a memorable theme song? I don't, I don't know why I asked that, but... No, no, like, I would... I like music. I, it, it doesn't... It's got cool music throughout it, and it's the music is very well placed. And it's, again, it's one of those things like... To me, Scream, in every way, gains strength the more you watch it. Like, you watch it once, you're like, oh, that was fun. And then you watch it again, you're like, oh, I didn't notice that before. And you watch it again, and you're like, oh, this has been planted this entire time. And then, so, uh, and it's that yeah. way even with the, with the music, I would say, where where um, there are particular, like, hit songs, and I don't want to give anything away for when you watch it. But then you go back, and you're like, oh, they played that because that guy was standing there. And like that's what, like it's it just they're just kind of, ah, like I said, I don't want to be spoilery, but I will say that like, I will say that Scream, you know, it's like a the Batman thing, like how do you how do you hide something from the world's greatest detective? You put it right in front of him. It's like it's that. It's like Scream kind of does that in a lot of ways, and I love that about them because then by the you're like oh you know by the, by the end of it so and i would see even think the, the placement of the music the picking which songs they pick in particular to play at certain times you're like oh yeah okay that's of course so yeah i guess no no absolute like banger that's going to be remixed by a hip-hop artist later on but there's good music in it throughout the everything you're saying is is checking all the boxes for not only just for like a horror movie but for like a movie in general like, I love it when a movie thinks about what it's doing. I love it when a movie knows what it is, too. Um, like, I, I, like, it, it, like, we, I was just watching The Mummy, the Brendan Fraser and, and Rachel Weisz, uh, yeah, which I think is one of the, because as a big Indiana Jones fan, I think it's one of the best action adventure movies that, that I, I really do. I think it's, it's an incredible film. I love it. Um, and, but it's like, it's when a movie knows what it is and what it wants to do, doesn't matter what genre it is. You can enjoy the heck out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so when a, when a writer and a director puts that much effort into like the music, when it's putting into or the song choice and things like that, like I just, I couldn't appreciate a film more. So uh, I'm super excited. Like, where is it on streaming, or do I have to? Uh, I, I, I believe it's it? on. It's on. You can like rent it, but it's also I think on AMC Plus. I think is where it's most recently okay. landed. I don't know that it mm -hmm. might not pop back up on other streaming services now that there's a, a new one coming out. You know, but uh, but the mm -hmm. original, as far as I know, is on AMC Plus. Yeah. Other than just to watch it, do you have any other advice? Like any any homework I should do before or after, or is it just hey, watch this movie and enjoy the heck out of it? Um, I would just say just watch it, just watch it, and then um, don't be afraid to watch it again after and like knowing what you know. I mean, you you like it's a movie oh, that's oh, like oh yeah, and just and go back and once you know all like all the twists and turns coming. You know, and like I said, like the, the, the popcorn thing in the beginning, time the popcorn thing. See how see how it works out. Like you just like I said, you go back and you see you're like, oh, no, this was all this was all meant to imply like this was all meant to be on purpose. You know, so there's there's a course you could always do your homework and just watch other famous horror movies that they are going to talk about throughout the movie but that's you know how you're even going to know before which one they talk about till they talk about them but no i would say the the homework is just to go back and watch it a second time and look for things you missed the first time look for clues and look for um 
look for times when you know when you realize now that they were just trying to fake you out and other times when they were trying to tell you something it's like it's really it's really a lot of fun oh, oh i see I, I love a rewatchable movie i really really do there uh, as i like I, I was saying too as i've gotten older like i enjoy a rewatch more than i used to <laughs> like at least she can rewatch something over and over and over and over again and i used to not be able to do that but now that i've gotten older if it's worth my time like you're saying like it is then obviously i should i should re rewatch this movie oh i am really excited uh elise is is not a big horror fan so this is going to be a, a a labor of love for her so this is going to be fun i mean i'm ex i'm excited for her but uh, I will make her um, her favorite style of popcorn. We will, we will enjoy it. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds perfect. That's so funny. So, uh, yeah, so Nick has given us the script on how to become fans of the movie Scream and maybe even, you know, some of the other ones. We'll, we'll, we'll see how, how things go. Uh, but we will be spending the week doing exactly what he said, which is watching the movie. Uh, and then we'll report back to you, obviously, in a response episode, which will land right around Halloween. Uh, in the meantime, if you have anything that you can add to it or, or other recommendations for movies, um, please do so. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at like2, that's the number 2, like2, two, like things. Uh, you can all call the like line, leave a message there at 661-279-0130. Uh, you can also support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash I like to like things. Uh, now, Nick, where can people find you and your show? Uh, the best place you can find me is on Instagram. My handle is Instaragon, I-N-S-T-A-R-A-G-O-N. You can find me there. And in the link in my bio is the link to my show, F This Place. And that's uh, that's the thing I'd love to promote more than anything else is just my podcast. Check us out. We're out every Tuesday morning. And uh, I, I have listened to a, a good amount of them, and they are they are some good stories that honestly almost everybody can relate to. I really can't recommend it enough. Um, but Nick, thank you so much for coming on and being our Halloween uh, our Halloween guest. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Uh, so we will see you all next week when the mission's accomplished. And remember, we can make the world a little brighter, a little more enjoyable, and a little more friendly by liking a few more things. 